Welcome to the Waypoint Podcast. I'm Dyke McCord. Hi, friends. I'm Rebecca Hott. As we navigate ministry together, every aspect of ministry has been hit so hard. Today, we're going to learn how one of those areas is discovering how to pivot from challenge to opportunity. And as a mom, I'm especially excited to talk about ministering to the family with a children's director, specifically from our mid-Atlantic region, Sissy Giffen. Welcome, Sissy. Hi, guys. Guys, good morning. Good to be with you. Good to be with you. Thanks for hanging out with us. You know, in, in the midst of all the challenges facing the church, our, our hearts just go out to church leaders who have just been inundated with constant change. And while that's certainly overwhelming, in many cases, what some in church leadership are beginning to discover is that God may be providing a way to leverage those changes for something good. So, Tell us a little bit about what being a children's director looks like in 2021 and how this past year helped shape that. Uh, This past year has really helped us understand, um, probably better than we ever have, that children's ministry is making a shift into what we understand as full-on family ministry. This is imperative for, for the growing church of today. And if anything has taught us that, covid and church shutdowns and being at home has taught us that we need to be looking at 2021 as a way and a time and a place to be better training, empowering, and supporting our parents as much as our children in our ministries because they truly are the primary spiritual leaders in their homes. And we, we just do a better job at that. And COVID has taught us that's truly necessary right now. That makes a lot of sense. Are there any specific things that you excited about or that you've been doing to do that? We, like most most churches, um, we went to virtual services immediately when, when the shutdown happened. We are beyond blessed uh, as a church, as a congregation. We have an amazing staff and a leadership team. So for the most part, all the virtual stuff, it's gone pretty well for us. Um, we're, we're grateful for that. Um, We've also tried to do our best at providing and making accessible really good resources for our families to continue to grow and learn at home. Um, We did a few specific things, especially geared for family and children's ministry in that time as well. So can you unpack what some of those specific things you did were? Sure. One of the things, um, because the shutdown was in March uh, and Easter, was right there in front of us. And boy, did that really mess up the extravaganza. It messed up so many big plans that we had. So many. So um, we, our staff team uh, got together and I told them, you know, I want to put together what what we called our Easter celebration boxes. I ordered some nice medium-sized boxes. And in those boxes, we packed all the supplies, all the materials, even the craft things. These boxes actually had dirt in them <laughs> to plant um, <laughs> Easter plants uh, awesome. in there. Um, but it, it was it was a lot of fun putting those boxes together, but it empowered our parents. It was four weeks worth of lesson plants, materials, and wow. supplies that would lead up to an Easter celebration with their family all in a box. And so that, that was something that went really well. We got a lot of um, uh, 
feedback from that of how much the parents did it. We even got lots of pictures of them sending in, look at what we did today. You know, those types of things from those Easter celebration boxes. One of the other things that really comes to my mind is around June, you know, we were just tired of not seeing anybody. And so we wanted to provide something that would allow families to kind of hang out and be together. Uh, so we had what we call our summer fun family night or event. And we uh, had one of our local inflatables owners come out and he set up the huge water slide and got that all ready for us. And we invited our, our families out to come and we played, we social distance. We stayed outside. That was such a blast that evening just to spend time to watch the kids play in the water and to slide. We had water balloons. We even had one of our local ice cream trucks come out and uh, we, we gave them so much and said, let the people have whatever they want um, from the ice cream truck. And it was just a great evening together and nobody got sick. Perfect. That's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> It's really pushing creativity and some good things are coming from that. So it sounds like part of the shift or part of what you have had to address is uh, no longer being able to depend on the Sunday event. So tell us a little bit about how that has looked for you and, and how that is looking for you in the future. For sure. Um, although I have to say we've always had a perspective that goes beyond the weekend Sunday morning experience. But this was truly an opportunity like no other for us to look at how we could actually take the time that we normally spend giving to those types of purposes and invest that time in helping our families in the day-to-day -day challenges that came from a very, very different school year that was in front of them. Some of what we did was very specific to our Town South family. But other things that we did focused on how to better reach in even to our community during this time and help out those families and let them know that there's support there for them if they need it. Some of this was extremely successful and some of what we did, we only did it for a brief time because we were all learning together how these changes and these needs were constantly changing. Yeah. So part of the shift has been support. How, just how do we get in there and, and back right. up and support and we're here for you and which is which is ministry. And and it sounds like part of it has been kind of a trial and error. So so good for you. It, it just feels like everybody's kind of scrambling. Everybody's trying to figure this out. Everybody's doing their best to try and see what works, what different events can work and what isn't working. So so through that process for you all at Town South, what are some of the things that you've done and said, you know, hey, maybe this could really work, you know, as you as you experiment those trial and errors, what, what are some of the maybe big takeaways? We had off the top of my head, there are four endeavors that we really gave time to and some of them we're still we're still doing. One of them was a way as we were really looking to minister to our family and our community, we worked out a plan called our study space at Town South. We're like, you know what? These kids are at home in bedrooms or at the kitchen table working on a computer screen all day long. They do not have the social interaction that they're used to at school. They're missing out on some of these things. And some of our parents were like, what are we going to do Yes, as far as 
Our kids have schooling to do during the day. Um, we've got work to do. I mean, I've got a job in order to continue to take care of my family. So we started the study space at Town South, and we had 20 plus kids that were a part of that program. It started from 7:30 in the morning and went until noon. Um, we also provided transportation for those who needed. It was transportation home in the afternoon. The parents needed to be able to get them here in the mornings. We wanted to be able to, to make it as accessible and easy for those parents who needed something like that. And so that transportation home was kind of paramount for some of them. In that time, they were in a safe, loving environment. We provided snacks for them during that time. We were able to upgrade all of our Wi-Fi throughout the church building so that we would be able to have no problems with them being able to get online, Absolutely. do their virtual studies. Um, that there were there were just a lot of really good things that came out of that program, and we were able to do that for the first entire nine weeks oh, wow. of the school year mm -hmm. until students were able to start going back into the classroom. Um, and it, it was just it was a great experience. One of the things that we also did is we employed one of our Mid Atlantic Christian University students who needed some internship hours. Uh, he came over and he was my assistant for all that time and did an outstanding job um, with us. So it was a way to also include them in, into yeah. this Love community it. endeavor. Another thing uh, that we did is we provided um, tutoring on Wednesday evenings. Our congregation is so blessed to have so many educational professionals in and throughout. Many other churches have the same thing. But what blessed me so much is their willingness. Their plates and their hands were already so full with what was going on, but they were the first ones whew, wow. to step up and say, yes, we want to do this. You know, that was something um, that we we did for multiple weeks um, as long as as that need was still there. Another thing that uh, is very near and dear uh, to our hearts is our what we call our 2020 school blitz, uh, and that that is not just 2020; it's going into 21 because we'll be doing it throughout the remainder of the year. But it was just a way to really reach out into our schools specifically, uh, to their administrations, to their teachers to the to the families and the students but specifically in the earlier part um our goal is to make our presence known help them to understand that we are praying for them and we actually had a card of seven specific ways that we were lifting them up on a, and not just we as a staff this was an entire church initiative throughout all of town south i would say the funnest night for us in the midst of all this was when we did our teacher gift bag packaging um, we had a slew of young people and families come in that night and we packed over 500 um, gift bags and the plan was um, over over the next seven weeks, we have seven elementary schools in Elizabeth City, Pasper Tank Public Schools. Um, we would go every Tuesday. We'd have one school per week, and we would deliver those bags for that, those teachers and that admin. Oh, wow. We would circle up with anyone who wanted to come out with us in masks, <laughs> social distanced. But we would pray those specific things over that, over that school. And what experience that has been week after week after week to be able to do that to just be able to pray with them and then many many times 
they they would join in that prayer circle and pray some very powerful prayers. What a thing to get to be a part of. It, it truly was. And then last but not least, and really not even last, but one of the things that we realized um, as we've really gotten closer to our school system and probably have more of a presence than we've ever had before because of these types of things, um, they reached out to us and said, hey, we're hearing that there is a great need throughout our community for winter coats. And so we took that initiative, we shared it with our church family, and we delivered over 120 coats to our administration building a couple of weeks before Christmas to be delivered. Uh, and so that, that was a cool blessing uh, to get to be a part of that, to get to be a part of a church that, that really wants to wrap the warmth and love of Jesus around people they don't even know. Yeah. That's such a blessing when they reach out to you that you've made yourself so known and essential in the community that they know to come to you and that you are kind of that call that they want to make and to have spaced out those prayers to not just like one weekend school is starting. It's kind of a normal like school starting, let's do it all. And then you kind of forget, but get to intentionally each school each week. That's awesome. That's, that's huge. You, it's, it's provided an opportunity to share good news Mm. and make a difference in your community and be known as a place of light and good news and love. That That's awesome. It's our hope. It truly, truly is. We love to help church leaders get and stay on mission. So Waypoint helps come alongside existing churches as well as plant new ones. As we come alongside you, one of the best and free resources out there is our YouTube page. Once you're there, simply go to Waypoint Church Partners and you'll see a ton of different playlists. So you just click on ones that serve you best. We've got everything on there from youth and children's to missions to elders to prayer. There's quite a few of them. Lots of good stuff. Uh, there's also leader care, prayer, and an occasional pop-up webinar that we call 10 and 10, where we survey church leaders across the region and then share the top 10 ideas that we get with you in 10 minutes or less. On the church planting front, if you're interested in partnering with new church work, you can go to iplantchurches.com and learn about where we're planting and how to become a financial partner. You can do that through a one-time gift or regular giving. Your partnership at iplantchurches.com literally makes an eternal difference. Church planning is one of the most effective evangelism strategies for the church today. You can go to iplantchurches.com and partner with a new church there. And I was also... We're going to be a little bit of a rounding about because I was particularly excited how you're talking about um, just shifting. So I imagine the shift in um, children's ministry this year has been less of lots of little kids jammed in a room, showing them Jesus at one time, which is super fun and wonderful and you love to watch, but not super COVID conducive. So um, that shift that you're talking about from that to now empowering the parents because they're at home doing it or they're going to watch. Um, so can you just delve in a little bit more into that of how you've shifted into empowering the parents? Sure. The shift from children's ministry to family ministry literally has been going on for a decade or more. It has. Some of us are a little slow at catching up sometimes <laughs> with our culture and what it needs. But I believe that we as, as a church, and I don't mean just town south, I mean the church. We need to see this as a must in today's culture. 
Um, as we continue to grow, we are seeing more and more of our families with no church background. You know, our goal has always been, as I said earlier, you know, is to help parents see that they are their children's primary spiritual leaders, that we supplement that. Mm -hmm. um, the truth is, the easy part is bringing them to church. The hard part sometimes is taking Jesus home. Um, and we have a big job to help empower that. Honestly, Town South, Miss Sissy, all of my team, we're, we're still growing and we're still learning how to do this as we go. But it is truly a priority. And while COVID has rocked our world into really seeing how true this is. So that makes us want to look forward to something. <laughs> what, as you're looking to what's coming next, whether it's challenges or opportunities, and you're seeing ministry to families, what, what are maybe some of the positives or some of the benefits to families that, that you're beginning to see now, or that maybe you're able to leverage even more in the coming months? For all of us, I think this past year has been some of the best of times and maybe even some of the worst of times. But I know, I know firsthand in my own family and in more, more families than, than I can probably count that this has helped families reconnect in ways that they, they wouldn't have had they not been made to slow down. This has uh, helped parents understand more uh, of what it means to actually take initiative in their in their children's spiritual life. I mean, there are many, I think, who, who read the Bible with their kids and they pray with their children, but rarely do they see themselves as their child's teacher of God's word. And so I believe that this has helped them because they've been kind of made or, or put into that position that, that it has helped them to say, you know what, I can do this. This isn't so hard, you know. Miss Sissy ain't all that. <laughs> so we're we're able. I'm able to do this, and so that has been one of, I don't know, one of the greatest blessings because my job is to to put my passion for for teaching and wanting children to understand and love and envelop God's word into their lives. I, I, I want to put that in as many people as I possibly can. So that that's just a snowball that keeps going. And the family is the primary place that needs to happen. And I think, I think this past year has kind of pushed some parents into a place where they ended up on the end of being encouraged and realized I really can, I can do this. I can do this. Absolutely. Would you have any encouragement to maybe the parents who, when they've been faced more like doing Sunday morning at home or whatever, have felt that they weren't as like, I can do this. Do you have a encouragement for those parents that maybe are probably overthinking it because they are not Miss Sissy or they are not whoever the children's minister is? That So could you, what would you say to those parents that are maybe still like, this is, I'm not doing a great job? What would you say to those parents? Keep your chin up. You are, you're their mom, you're their dad, you're their caregiver. You're the one that knows them best. God doesn't call us to be perfect. As a matter of fact, he knew very well that it was impossible for us. And that's why he 
he paid such a high price and he gave so much. He gave his perfection in our place, but he does call for participation. And, and that that is what he wants us to be available. He wants us to participate. And I think that um, this past year has has called us into more of a participatory participatory role than ever. And my encouragement would be just to keep taking those steps forward. You you love Jesus. You let your kids see that you love Jesus. You continue uh, to love them, continue to do the things that you can do and be encouraged in knowing that his spirit, his love is in you, with you, working through you. And if you are open to his heart and you're open to his guidance, he is always faithful and he's going to do it. Amen. He's going to give us what we need in order, especially to be the parents that he's called us to be. Yes. And like God has demonstrated throughout scripture and throughout the history of the church, we are facing a significant time of challenge, but we're learning some things and we're growing and we're being stretched and uh, that, that's pushing through the church and into the home. So as we are now into 2021 and we're talking about things that are coming and being excited about things for you at Town South and or as family or as a whole or the church, the capital C as a whole, what are you excited about as we're going into this year? Uh, we're going to continue blitzing our schools and looking for ways to serve them. Um, we have also set aside um, some of the surplus funds from this last year's budget, uh, and we plan to go all out for this year's um, Easter extravaganza with, with some fun and new things. We're going to open it wide open to the whole community. Um, truthfully, um, we're looking forward to a special homecoming slash true back to church revival. Um, as our people begin to venture back home. We just did a very brief little New Year's New Year's Eve kind of thing. And Brad and I, what, we were asked to kind of do the highlights. And the thing that I was so overwhelmed by was here, the church went through a full shutdown. You know, so many things we felt like were taken from us. But when we went through and really took inventory of what God had, did. You know, I just said, you know what, I'm tired of hearing people say 2020 suck because it didn't. <laughs> I mean, there were parts Amen. of it that were very hard. Yeah. They they were very, very hard, but God was moving in ways that if we will stop and really take inventory, it was amazing. It was it was amazing the way God worked through some of those particular things. And we did things with this different mindset than we ever had before. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful for it. So I just, you know, when we went through all that, I was, I was literally overwhelmed and I was in the middle of all of it, but, but was I, I was time, still but... overwhelmed. And it, yes, <laughs> but it just, it just caused me to just stop and give him praise you know, for who he is and how he continues to work no matter what. Yes. So, so from your corner ministry, what you've seen, um, what encouragement is you talk to other family ministers or children's ministers? How do you think that maybe they are doing better than they think they are? Guys, you know, the world may shut down, but God is always moving. 
he's always working. You know, this, this COVID thing was not a surprise. It wasn't something God didn't know was going to take place. Sometimes we are left asking, well, now what are we supposed to do? Um, and our team has learned over and over again that those are the times that we really pull together. We pray and we seek and we ask God, you know, how are we specifically going to be involved in how you keep moving and how you're going to keep working through this? And he, as always, comes through. He guides us. And then we give it our best shot. <laughs> um, not everything has gone the way we had hoped or planned. Um, but we have to realize, like I said earlier, God's not asking for perfection. He's asking for participation. Um, my personal motto um, for this upcoming year is looking up. Because that is where our help comes from, no matter what's going on down here. So... My encouragement would be keep serving, keep loving God and loving people, keep loving uh, your kids, uh, keep, man, pull your family close to you, as close as you can uh, during these times. And spoken like a true children's minister, he really does have the whole world in his hands. He does. Amen. So keep Amen. looking up. Keep looking up. Awesome. Thank you, Sissy. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us on the Waypoint Podcast. This week, we would love to get your answers to this week's question. We heard Sissy tell some of the great success at Town South. Now, we know that none of us does it perfectly, but we all share a heart for the children and for reaching young families. So, do you have a great story from your children's ministry at your church? What's your best recent story? It's heartwarming or funny? We just want to hear it. Send your stories to the podcast at waypointchurchpartners.com or message our Facebook or Instagram. Speaking of Facebook and Instagram, remember, if you need to find us, we are there. And also at waypointchurchpartners.com. To all our partners out there in ministry, God bless. Make good choices.